the our um, our text, and this may be this may wind up being a two part lesson. Uh, it comes from First John chapter three and verse eight. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, there is a lot to that. Now, in in understanding and and really um, to be able to think deeply on what Jesus did in salvation, you kind of have to know what the problem was, uh-huh. or you're not going to be able to pr- appreciate the remedy for it. And so this is the, the first part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some of the, the works of the devil in general. He poses God, deceives, rests or corrupts the word of God, hates righteousness, brings into captivity and bondage. Mm-hmm. He's a liar and a murderer. And then he's uh, things that are associated with him is evil, darkness, uncleanness, Mm -hmm. condemnation. Okay, that's just kind of a a really, really uh, just like outlines overview of just some of the things that the devil is associated with and the things that he does. Now, all of God's works were perfect in the day that they were created. Yes, yes, amen. All of them. Yes. Uh, we're going to go here to Genesis 1. I, I can see why one of the things that the devil provokes people to do is ignore Genesis. It, it is the seed of the rest of the Word of God. And so uh, without Genesis, we would be, we would be very... Hard pressed to yes. to get hold of some of the things that are later opened up. Mm-hmm. Okay, Genesis chapter one, thirty one, and uh, through chapter two, verse three. And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. At that point, everything was very good. Amen. So good that God rested. He, he, yes. he said, that's enough. It's finished. It's complete. That's There's right. no more to be done. And it was perfect. So he rested. That's right. From that point on, God is not going to... Um, you know, create anything outside of his own son. His, there's a new creation, but that was the end of the old creation, yeah. the first creation. 
And then I want us to, to turn, if you would like, to Ezekiel chapter 28. And now that, that in Genesis uh, is understood pretty much to be the natural creation. But we want to talk about even the creation that is celestial. And since we're talking about Satan, now this, uh, in Ezekiel 28, we're going to start with verse 13 through 15. Uh, this is written to the king of Tyre, but it's very easy to see yeah. that this applies to Satan. Some of these things, the king of Tyre, he was never the anointed cherub. That's right. You know, yeah. these things are not written exclusively yes. to him, yeah. but rather of, of Lucifer. Now, just like you have a change in name, there was the word, mm -hmm. and when he became flesh, he became the son. Mm -hmm. He was not the son in the beginning. He was the word in That's the right. beginning. Yeah. And whenever he actually came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin and was born of a woman, born under the law, then he became the son yeah. of God. Right. So now we have Lucifer, mm -hmm. which when I'm writing, I don't mind capitalizing that name, yeah. but I refuse to put a capital S on Satan. Yeah. It just, I just, you know, I won't give him... I just won't give that deference or that respect or that honor of a name. I just, I can't honor that name. Brother David. Um, you raised a point that would be worth at some point exploring more in depth about uh, Christ becoming the Son and that he was before the Word. That would maybe be worthy of a class. I don't know if we would need to go into more detail into that, but what you said is true, and it's not commonly accepted by most of the, most of the world. And again, this is, this is the consequence of thinking shallowly. Yeah. Not really thinking on what the Word of God is saying. Some of, the, some of these things, they're said in a sentence, but you've got to drill down, right. and you've got to make associations with yeah. other parts of the Word of God to get a full or at least a, a, a satisfactory comprehension of yes. what that means. Yeah. So you wind up you wind up saying some pretty pretty shallow things. Uh, but yes, it, John John says it perfectly. In the beginning was the Word, yeah. and the Word was with God. And the word was God. That's right. The same was in the beginning uh -huh. with God. Yeah. They, there was no point at which the word didn't exist and God the Father did. Yeah. Or the Spirit. Mm -hmm. They exist concurrently. And I don't have the capacity to wrap my mind around this matter of never having a beginning. Mm -hmm. Never having an end is a little easier for me. But never having a beginning, you know, that that God has has got to open up. There is no mind in in the cranium of any person that can adequately explain without beginning. So, but the word was with God and was God. And it goes on to say, 
all things were made by him. Now, this, uh, this like foreshadows all of the natural creation, actually all of the creation was done through the person of the word. Uh, and, but it was a, it was a, a collective thing. I mean, it's not like God wasn't involved or the spirit wasn't involved. In fact, there in Genesis, it talks about the spirit uh, brooding upon the face of the deep. You know, they're, they were all involved at some point, but specifically it says of the word, all things were made by him. Uh, I think it is very appropriate that he calls himself the word because words are a primary communication, whether in substance or in word. The person that we know now as Jesus Christ, the son of God, is the primary communicator of that. If you, if you see God in substance through creation, it was the word that created it. We have the word expressed, and Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so, and we're begotten in him. The new creation is begotten through the son of God, right. by the will of God. So, I've already forgotten your questions, brother. I'm just commenting. Yes. And what, what you had said was true, and it's not accepted. And we might study more about. Uh, I don't want to take us down no, a no, that's okay. long trail, but like uh, many churches have a confession of faith that they all recite. And <clears throat> on the surface, it seems like a good thing to do that. But if you look at the exact words that are used in the creeds, and they say things that you can't support from the Bible, and that uh, that will probably come up in part two okay. of this because we're going to lay some things out, and then we're going to see the scope of salvation when we're done with this, with both lessons, um, and even now, we want to be able to appreciate. Uh, to, to take hold of, to look at, to give honor for, and to love what Christ has done. And see, it's not just, whenever you say, Jesus died for our sins, you're saying a lot more than you realize that you're saying. There was a lot of work in this matter of destroying the works of the devil mm -hmm. is one of those aspects of our salvation and what was necessary to satisfy the righteousness of God mm -hmm. that, uh, that is so easily lost, mm -hmm. not intentionally, but it's just like, it's, it's kind of some in the back of, of people's minds sometimes, it's almost though they're operating on a, okay, I know that basis, really, really. Do you know it says that, or do you know that? Yeah. Is it something that that you can draw on to to buttress your faith and to be devoted and to be patient unto the end? Does it is it helping you in that? If it isn't, then there's more to it to see than what you've seen, and so that's what we yes. 
A finite mind cannot comprehend infinite things. No. Yeah. You can receive them, it can believe them, but so when you try mm -hmm. and explain, it can't be explained. No. Mm -hmm. No. If God doesn't give it to us, mm -hmm. and well, even the, even when He gives it to you, He doesn't explain it. You accept it by faith. Yeah. I know, yeah. but by faith, we understand some things that we don't understand yes, academically. So, if He gave it to us, and we have faith, and we we have a desire to look into these things, well, I look at some of the prophets that wasn't they weren't given as much as us, and yet because of their faith. Things were open to them that were open to anyone else, mm -hmm. even though it was revealed to them that it wasn't given mm -hmm. for them at that time, but that it was given to them for us, mm -hmm. that they, without us, might not be made perfect. Amen. So, but God does. I think of the things that David saw. Mm -hmm. That was, but he had to reason on what God said and believe what God said. Mm -hmm. And then God's the one that gives the understanding yeah. and opens up to whom he will. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, this is not an academic exercise. Rather, what we're trying to do is get to, out of what he has given to us, mm -hmm. the things that are revealed yes. are for us yeah. and our children. Mm -hmm. The mysterious things the Lord retains to himself. Amen. The beginning not having a beginning that's a mystery yeah. that's all we know is that god always existed so that we believe by faith that's right yeah and, and another thing you you talked about this king uh that he wasn't in eden was he no <laughs> so i mean obviously there's some things here that is listed in this text that clearly is talking about somebody else but he's making a comparison in order that that we might know how evil this king was mm -hmm. So let's just let's just go ahead and read these. <clears throat> Sister June? Yes. Uh, also, I think that is moving in this text of Ezekiel 28, moving from the king of Tyre, the prince of Tyre, to the spirit that was operating in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's a very good observation. Now I'm going to back up here and uh, to verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Very precious stone uh, was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. See there, and that's what we're yeah, we're doing. Right. When God created everything, God created in the day He created it, it was perfect, Amen. and that includes Lucifer. Yes, till iniquity was found in thee. Okay, so we want to lay that foundation that there was a time 
when there was no such thing as sin, mm -hmm. nor the works of it. That's right. But whenever Lucifer mm -hmm. was lifted up mm -hmm. and iniquity was found in him, it was so bad that he wasn't Lucifer anymore. From now, from that point on, he became Satan, the enemy of God and the enemy of those who love God. Amen. Did you have a, a comment or anything? Yeah, you look like you were saying that. Now, mm -hmm. the way this is, the way Satan is talked about, the apostles, they, they knew about Ezekiel. Yes. They, they knew what Ezekiel said. Uh -huh. But when they talked about Satan, they gave you, they gave you a, the proper summation. Uh -huh. He sent from the beginning. Mm -hmm. This is what Jesus said about him. And that there are, there are, what they say about Satan, that's how we must view this other text. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My point was, mm -hmm. not so much Satan at that point, but that God created things God, perfectly. And that they, yes. they, never, they never bring up Satan's origin. They bring, the puzzle bring up Satan's character, what he does. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I know. That's, right. Right. that's the conclusion you got to come to when you begin reasoning about the other, and you end up and never, never. Okay. Right. Well, we're not going to jump off and just do a, a study on this. Right. But God decided that we should know where these things come from, and what we're dealing with. All right. So Lucifer corrupt was he iniquity was found in him. God didn't put it in him. And so far as we know, this was the beginning of sin. We have no record of sin before that. That's right. We have no record of sin outside mm -hmm. the circumference of the effect of this. And what, one other thing there, that, this condition proves that no person should think they couldn't fall. That's exactly. right. That's right. Exactly. That's and right. another thing to reason on mm -hmm. is that Jesus died once. Mm -hmm. There's no mm -hmm. record that God has given us yes. of any other remedy mm -hmm. to this matter of sin. Jesus is the only Savior. Yes. God is the only That's Savior. Right. Oh. All right, Brother Robert, you have and from And also, from the, see, he, he mentions this, that, that Lucifer fell, right? But then he doesn't just leave it there. He says, I'm going to destroy you. So see, we see the first sin, but we see the first population. God's going to remedy this. God doesn't going to let this go. He, he, right, the moment he sinned, God, he was, he determined to destroy him because he did this thing. So this is the thing that not only can we fall, see, there's a, there's a, people should fear falling. You should right. fear because you don't know. The moment you fall, God could just say, that's it. See, God's God, and he can do what he will. And falling is much more serious than people think. They think, well, it was just a mistake. Mm -hmm. but, see, this is serious stuff. Yeah. And now, if you don't see these things rightly, mm -hmm. um, you're still going to have areas where it's nebulous to your yeah. thinking. Yeah. You'll know generally. You'll know approximately. You'll be able to quote things, but you won't be able. Th that was what the apostles had. They had insight mm -hmm. into what was written. That's right. 
All right, now they're dealing with Christ has come. Mm -hmm. What we're establishing is what Christ had to do when he come to remedy the situation. Mm -hmm. Like what were we looking for in a savior? What did we have to be saved from? Mm -hmm. That's what I don't think people really get. If you haven't murdered someone or, or committed some some famous terrible thing, that's why people can say things like, well, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Not in the flesh. Yeah. All right, but we're gonna we're gonna root this in the scripture, and that's what I'm trying to yes, do. Amen. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh in <clears throat> in Genesis three Verses 1 through 5. I turned away from there too soon. We're going to see here that um, the nature of Satan is set. Okay, Genesis 3, 1 through 5. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman... Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, Satan was cast down to the earth, but look how quickly he got busy. Because it's his nature to oppose God. It's it's his nature to murder and lie and deceive. That's what he does. And that's what he has always done. From the time he fell, he was corrupted. And now he's, he's the father of these type of things. He introduced the means by which Adam and Eve fell. Now that's as far as we're going to go with it because that's as far as it's written. We're not going to psychoanalyze anybody. We're just going to take it for what it says. He told her something that was contrary. He wrested the word of God and by that he deceived her and the scriptures do say she was deceived mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. so wherever satan is allowed any influence or his presence is exerting influence that's what he does he opposes yeah. god he tries to corrupt the word of god And when it says he was a murderer from the beginning, this is the beginnings of humanity. Right out the chute. What did he do? He introduced sin, which separated them from God. Now, the fullness of time waited thousands of years for the ramifications and substance of the work of Satan and man to be manifest. It didn't look too bad right there, did it? As far as what they did. But everything that follows, all of the horrible things committed and all of the shortcomings, all of the imperfections, all the, all the cruelties, 
there's where it began right there from separation from God. He murdered, as it were, the human race. Yeah. I, you see the evidence of Satan. Satan continues to do this. God says, the soul of the sinner shall die. Then there are people who in the name of Christ say, no, you won't. Mm-hmm. Well, we know who the liar is. But there's, you could just think of a number of things where he says, he that is believeth and baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be saved. Well, that's not, that's not the truth there. Yeah. You, know, you see, he's still the same thing. These corruptions aren't originated by men. Mm-hmm. They are originated by Satan. Mm-hmm. And, and he convinced men to contradict. They have contradicted. There's all kinds right. of yeah. teaching that's contradicted. But Satan, he's the exactly. author of that. Yeah, amen. Yeah, you can kind of hear the hiss of the snake in those yes. things. Yeah. And you can't, it's not just that people are a victim. You could think Eve was a victim. That's, that's not how God approached it. He didn't say you're a victim. That's no. right. No. Because God, he, he doesn't acquit the guilty, but neither does he condemn the innocent. She was not innocent or she would not have been condemned. Now, in the in this saying that, that the serpent gave, that mankind would not be be a God or be God himself he says but be as God and how would they be as God knowing good and evil but now here's the here's the problem with that they gave an entrance to Satan by experiencing evil that's how they knew it they, they actually became personally acquainted. They, they were infected by it. They had participated in evil. That's how they knew evil there. And then, then, but then it says, you'll be as God, knowing good and evil. Well, here's the thing. God is not ignorant of evil, but neither is he defiled by it. God is good. He's good in himself. That's, he is the genesis of everything good. He is the supplier of everything good. And we have a couple of scriptures that, uh, that can help with this. Uh, Matthew 19, verses 16 and 17. It says, and behold, this is Jesus and the, and the young man that came uh, to him. Behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good things shall I do to inherit or that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said back to him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. You can't get much more clear than that. There is one that is good. One. And so all goodness proceeds from the one who has it. 
And then James 1.17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variance, neither shadow of turning. So this goodness and these good things, every good that we receive or know is because God has given it and and we have we have received that from him. Yeah. Yeah. Now man never had life in himself. So he had no power against the sting of death. See Jesus had he had mm-hmm. he had the goodness he was good because he was the son of God. He is the son of God. And then um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and then verses 55 and 56 where where Paul uh, goes over this. It's a wonderful chapter. It has so much in it. Okay. He's talking about the sting of death. Of course, that comes from the prophets also. Uh, 55 and 56. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Now, we're just dealing this side of it because it's real tempting to keep on going there and go right to the remedy. But we need to know what we're being saved from, what had to be done, the greatness and the uniqueness of the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. The things that we needed could not be done by any other. And so we've got to be able to associate sin and all the things that that come under that that grand umbrella there with the salvation that we needed everything that we find that is a fault in us we need a savior for and jesus had to be able to do that completely now in john uh, chapter 8 verses 43 and 44 It says, Why do you not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, that makes me want to hate lying. Lying as far as the truth of God, which has been brought up a couple of times here. When people will say, well, yeah, it it says this, but that's not important, or that's not what it really means, or what are they doing? They're lying against the truth. And we've got to see that duped, deceived, uh, 
unbelieving, whatever category you want to put it in, if not all of them, unbelieving pretty much is the top cap of that. You've got to see that eventually this goes back to the works of the devil. And then in another place here, just um, I just kind of found this. It's in the law, and it's just the, the one sentence when he was talking about murderers. But I, I see a glimmer of something that the Lord is doing also. Numbers 35, 31 says, Moreover, ye shall take no satisfaction for the life of a murderer, which is guilty of death, but he shall be surely put to death. Yeah. That's another thing we needed in salvation. Yes. We, we need it for the one who was responsible for the condition of the human race to be punished, yeah. to be yeah. judged. Satan had to be judged. That's right. Amen. Nobody could do that mm -hmm. but God. And he did it through Christ. Mm -hmm. And we're going to leave, leave off there. Yes. But yes. You know, the spirit of this verse in Numbers 35 31 is seen that when Jesus talks about that one that, that owed a great debt and he was forgiven, but he went out and he, he grabbed the man by the throat that just owed him a few pennies, right? The same spirit. See, he didn't have respect for his own forgiveness, and so he judged others harshly. Now this man, he had murdered someone. You think, well, we should take delight in putting him to death. But see, that's not right. To delight in the death of, see, this is God's the one who is the judge, not us. And so see, what it does, it works wrong things in our heart when we, when we do that. You say, now, uh, anyway, it's pretty clear. We don't take satisfaction. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't please us to see somebody put to death. Yeah. Well, in this particular verse, it means you can't buy your way out of the penalty. Yeah, that's right. You don't. You can't. You know, bring a whole herd of oxen and say, "Okay, can you let me off?" But I know what you mean. That is the difference between execution and murder. Yeah, that's right. When, like, now, whenever there were. Um, Occasions where a person was to be put to death, God God established it very very clearly what needed to be done to um, to make sure you weren't condemning an innocent person. Mm -hmm. There had to be two or three witnesses, not I heard kind of witnesses. I saw, I heard them, mm -hmm. or you know that sort of thing. So it was the uh, the judgment was based on that but stoning think about stoning when a, who knows which stone yeah. actually takes the life from the person yeah that's right so mm -hmm. in that execution all the people that are doing this are taking part of it mm -hmm. as performing a judgment that god has declared that's right and they are not taking delight right. in the murder because they're not murdering. That's right. That's they're right. executing. Amen. There's no personal vendetta. Amen. There's no personal hatred. That's There's right. no desire to do harm. They are they are obeying God, Amen. and God said this is to be put out from That's among right. the people by the death of the one committing it. Mm -hmm. Yes, there there still says that death is 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 to be passed upon people. But God has given that to civil government. Exactly. 
That's right. Not see the early pilgrims. They they executed yeah. like witches and things like this. Yes. It was through ignorance they did it, but mm -hmm. no God handed that responsibility over to civil government, not to the church. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, see, at the time it was written, it, I know it says the church in the wilderness, but it's not the same as the church under the congregation. The, exactly. But my point was, is it was it was didn't come under the heading of murder. That's right. They were executing the judgment that God had declared. And at that time, there was there was only the religious government. The priests were required to be uh, ones that taught the people to discern things like this. But it had to be clearly something that God had said in his word. If this happens, you do this. It was a collective judgment. It was, yes, yes. And then in doing that, the people were in agreement with what God had said. It wasn't just one person doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I can see the wisdom of God in that because murder is, it's a major, uh, a major thing. God is not a murderer. He is the giver of life, and it is his prerogative to both give and to take because it belongs to him. That's right. We didn't make it ourselves. We can't sustain it ourselves. At what time, God says, your time's up. Doesn't make any difference how you feel about it. You're out of here. He says, I will recompense. Yes. He handed it over. Yeah. He's recompensing. That's right. Through the government. That's right. That's it right. goes back to God. That's right. Yes. So uh, now we're going to we're going to uh, go through some scriptures that you're aware of. But I want us to to see like in a collective way, a broad way, a lot of the scope of the works of the devil as they are expressed in people. We're going to start with Romans 1. We'll be reading 18 through 23 and then 28 through 32. We won't do the whole thing. So, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Now, that is a work of the devil. That is a work... when. When you what you know of God, you don't you don't glorify God. You're not thankful. Who provokes that? Yeah, the so, devil. Yeah. See, we gotta identify these things so that we can keep clean of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, twenty eight through thirty two, same chapter. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, Mm -hmm. fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, they that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Now, if it's worthy of death, yeah. it's coming under the heading of sin. Amen. Yeah. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. Mm-hmm. This, these are works of the Amen. devil. Amen. Uh, you see, in, in our society today, there are heathen nations that worship other gods and have immoral practices. They refer to that as culture. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's just the way, you know, and some of it, they kind of passively approve it. But it's not culture. It's mm-hmm. not, as men think of culture, this is, Satan has done this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amen. He is trying to destroy the uh any likeness yes. of God in the creatures that God created in his image. Amen. See, Make seems, God unrecognizable in them. It seems to me in my own personal experience when I went to these places that these people have to be told yes. the That's source right. of these customs right. that they have. They have to be told. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I found that there were pe- there were people that Receive that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why the poverty exists. This is why the the terrible conditions that exist. This is why they exist. Yes. That's right. That's right. But that has to be told. Mm-hmm. See, when we see in our own in our own country, when we see iniquity erupting, yes. people have to be told that Satan's doing this. That's right. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, that not glorifying him as God is a very rudimentary. um, If you don't even acknowledge, Mm -hmm. says he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He says, I'll be found of you. Uh, But but if you don't even Mm -hmm. glorify him by acknowledging that he is God, The rest of it is, it's like you're shut up against it. It's a wall. Yes. All right. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. That's another list of things that are works of the flesh. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. This is basically, now God hasn't given him total free reign or everybody would be a lot worse off than what we already are. But... This is temporarily his turf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons it is, not only was he cast out of heaven to the earth, Mm -hmm. but now he's made an entrance. He has a people 
nations, all the, you know, tongues, tribes, whatever, that he can work through mm -hmm. to have his will done. Amen. Now God has intruded. Salvation is a, is a victory that is, uh, I'm looking forward to next time when we can mm -hmm. be more specific about the victory and the work of Christ yeah, in right. destroying the works of the devil. Yes. But we got to know what's the work of the devil. And when we can identify something as the work of the devil, yeah. then we can receive the grace that is in Christ toward us amen. so that he can destroy that in us too. Yes. Amen. So Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now here's some more. Now the works of the flesh, parenthesis, the devil, are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. Brethren, people don't take this list very seriously. They have not identified that as serving the devil yeah, right. in these things. None of this proceeds from God. These, these distinctions in people... So sociology teaches us to think of civilized and uncivilized. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we're talking about uh -huh. here. Uh -huh. Right? No. We're talking about wicked and godly, right. Satan and Christ, not civilized and uncivilized. That's right. Mm -hmm. See, there's another way that if if somebody can change your vocabulary. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's a correlation between how you express things mm -hmm. and what words you communicate things and what power they do or do not have. That's right. Yeah, the world will use the term unacceptable for these uh -huh. kinds of things, which completely takes the, you know, the, the seriousness out of it. That's right. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. Now, um, in 1 Timothy... I've got just uh, three, uh, two more after this, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit more. First Timothy 6, verses 3 through 5. If, if any man teach otherwise, now he's talking about uh, sound doctrine there, and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. All right. These things, he's talking about people who are speaking about things that they're attaching to Christ. Wholesome words. What are wholesome words? 
These are words that the scripture teaches. Yes. That's right. why we don't change our mm -hmm. vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Remember in another place it says, the preacher searched for acceptable words. Yes. There are words that are acceptable to God and words that are not acceptable to God. Amen. There are words that God uses and there are words God doesn't use, i.e., Brother Marty's example there. Mm -hmm. So, and <clears throat> these acceptable words or wholesome words are those of Christ and the doctrine that he and the apostles taught. Okay. You're proud against the Lord yeah. if you don't accept that. Yeah. Now, you may not look puffed up to people. Mm -hmm. might look pretty nice to people. Yeah. But if you refuse what God has said mm -hmm. and you change what God has said, you're being proud against God. That's right. Knowing nothing. God's not going to give you understanding if you reject what he's given. And then this questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railing, evil, surmising. This is where people want to introduce things that, that are not clear in Scripture. And they're going to fight about it. Yeah. And they're going to get mad at each other about yeah. it. Yeah. And they're going to divide themselves about it. They're going to hate each other. The fruit is bad. Yeah, right. If the fruit That's is right. bad... The work is bad. All right. And then 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 5. Timothy had some things that he probably didn't enjoy saying here. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Everything else proceeds from self-love here. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, mm -hmm. unthankful, yeah. unholy, yeah. without natural affection, truce breakers, mm -hmm. you agree to something, then you don't do it, false accusers, incontinent, mm -hmm. fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. These people sometimes sit in the pews and they look pretty good to people. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. In other words, the things that Jesus gave and has done in salvation are not being apprehended by these people. They are still subjects of the devil in these things. And then lastly... But how much time? Okay. Matthew 5, 27 mm -hmm. through 37. Mm -hmm. And we'll close with this. Ye have heard, it, uh, heard that it was said by them of old time, mm -hmm. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm -hmm. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in yes. his heart. Amen. Now see, there's the work of the devil. Right. That the law didn't dig mm -hmm. deep enough. He couldn't root out mm -hmm. the things that were in there. Mm -hmm. We needed a savior. 
And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And he talks about the hand there and says, it hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. Yeah. And that was a mercy. So the people weren't going around killing their wives to get yeah. rid of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and I thank Brother Fred for that, yeah. that understanding there. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife saving for the cause of fornication causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. See, he went deeper. There was more work that had to be destroyed in the hearts of men. Again, you've heard it said that uh, of them of old time, that thou shalt not forswear thyself but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. Let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Mm -hmm. Now, who would have known that was evil? Yeah. See, the salvation we need is so big and so thorough yeah. and so deep. And it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There can't be any loopholes. There can't be any omissions. Yeah. The salvation, mm -hmm. we have a great Savior. Amen. So we'll look into the work of Christ as it applies to destroying all of these things that we've had to look at. Amen. But we need to seriously look at that and see sin is something much bigger. Yes. So we'll go ahead and close unless anybody has one short comment. Okay, let's go ahead and our Holy Father in heaven, we thank you for the completeness of the record that you've given to us concerning things that are needful for us to be drawn to thee and to know thee. And Father, to take hold of this cup of salvation that you have given to us. Father, help us to drink deeply of it. Help us, Father, to savor it because it shows us your nature, your character, your person, your purpose, and your love toward us because of Christ, whom you love and whom we love also. Now, Lord, we ask for your blessing for the remainder of this day. We ask that you would be with them who speak, that they would speak as thine own oracle. And, Father, that you would open up to us the truth that was delivered to us. We ask these things in Christ's name, and we're thankful for the, the refreshment that have been re provided for us. We pray your choice blessing upon the sisters and the families of those who have provided these things. We do not take them for granted, and we receive them through them at your hand. In the name of Christ, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Amen.